Welcome to another episode of the Brown Couch Bros. Brown Couch Bros. Amplified Inc., brother. Amplified Inc. We you know what's so now. ironic about this? We left Motown motivated and we down the street from Motown. <laughs> <laughs> we down the street from uh, Motown. <laughs> Literally, down the street Literally and down across the street. The, right, uh, down right. the street and across the street. From Hitsville. We got the loaf, we got the Jess and myself, the Hancho here for another banging episode should uh, be fun tonight should be fun hey and we back with our guest this is our first guest of 2023 right first guest and first female young lady yeah there we go this, we've been in existence this is historic this, this is historic, historic. right right hey. i'm excited because i have to set the bar high now so. oh yeah you definitely do you definitely do let's set the bar high yes well we'll introduce our, our guests in just a second but in customary fashion let's tip it all right, tip off. What you got, Loaf? Well, I want to talk about Odell Beckham for a minute. Uh, I know it's not really quote unquote NFL football season, but Odell just got a $18 million deal, $15 million guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's a lot of money for a guy coming off of two ACLs over the last uh, two out of the last three years. Going to an organization that's not really known for wide receivers, <laughs> you know. Um, but anytime you got to get the bag, you got to get the bag. Get your money. And um, that's what he went out and did. So hopefully they can get Lamar squared away because there's really no deal without Lamar without in the Lamar. mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, shout out to Odell Beckham for getting the bag. Uh, hope he can stay healthy because he's a great receiver once, once he, when he's healthy. You know, he's one of the best in the game when he's healthy. So, uh, that's my tip off. Bit surprised that he signed with, with, with Baltimore before a, a, the Odell situation was, the ball. was, was, was uh, solidified. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know. I mean, $15 million, you uh, can't Stevie Wonder can throw me the ball. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. Yeah. Just what you got for your tip off. Well, look, you, we just had Easter holiday, so I want to say happy Easter to everyone. I hope you all had enjoyed it. You know, listen, there's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. You know, Jesus, thank you. <laughs> he has risen. Thank you. Thank you for getting Dwayne Casey out of here. He's thank. not going all the way. Well, he, he's not yeah. where you need to be. <laughs> thank you and for. That's on the court. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. We're thankful for 17 days to NFL draft. Yeah, you got that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. thankful that the Pistons season is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we thankful the NBA playoffs about to start. Oh, man, you yep. about to get somebody to hold it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and, and, and we especially thank you with these Tigers that opening day has come and gone. And gone. And <laughs> we gone. can enjoy our summer. And we <laughs> right, right, because we already know how to see it. Oh, my God. And that'll lead me into Honcho's. Tip off. Man, I thought you was going to open the doors of the church, man. The way, you was, the way you was preaching just now. But listen, man, had a great time uh, at, open, at Tigers opening day. It was a wonderful event. Uh, always shocked and surprised about uh, at, at how many people show up uh, for a losing team like that. I mean, it's almost like, um, you know, it's almost like our lonely lions. Uh, they, they show, they show up does. every week. I don't think any city does opening day like the tight. Like, it's literally a holiday. It is. They it should, is. And they should make it one, at least here. Uh, just about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so we're we going to work on uh, getting schools closed for opening day. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'll, put, I'll, put that, I'll put that on my agenda. I'll put that on my agenda. Uh, but but great day uh, for the Tigers. Great day. It was, it, was, it, was, it was impressive to see 
uh, the four Hall of Famers throw out the first pitch. That was great. Uh, ben yeah. Wallace, uh, our, our our guy Calvin Johnson was back in the Lions uh, jacket. CJ is back. Looks like they mended those fences, and uh, uh, Calvin is back in the mix. And Nick Lidstrom. Nick Lidstrom in the mix, and mm-hmm. then um, uh, Cabrera, who we talked about last week, uh, yeah, being yeah. his last year. So great day for Detroit. Great day for the Tigers. Um, we'll see how they do this year. Not 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 too many expectations for the outcome of. <clears throat> Uh, the Tigers, excuse me, but uh, you know, great opening day. Uh, my first time. Oh, I got my got my oh, feet oh, wet. Oh, oh, opening yeah. day. It's oh. my first opening day, man. I'm got, I'm hooked I, now. I got a feeling you will be back. You will be back. <laughs> but 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 the 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 key takeaway was pace yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> pace yourself. Pace yourself and be ready to walk. Be ready to walk. Well, opening day definitely, man. It's it's a Detroit thing. Uh, it is a couple of cities that. They, they do it big. However, until you come to a Detroit opening day, mm. you really haven't been to one. I mean, right. so go to Cincinnati if you want to. Mm. Go to Boston if you want to. Mm. That's fun. Mm. But, man, ain't nothing like 6 in the morning at Detroit with the news cameras down there. They going from tailgate to tailgate. I saw a fifth of Great Goose on table <laughs> that were half done. And this was like 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, man, ain't nothing like it, man. The fans come out, but to your point, what you said, you know, for a losing team, when opening day, when they get out there, the team ain't lost yet. Everybody's a winner. But they ain't lost yet. Everybody's <laughs> right, right. a winner. So you got expectations. So that is fun to watch, man. It's fun to be down there. I miss this one, but I won't miss the next one. They were saying, I know somebody mentioned before on another radio station that they wish they move over the day to Fridays because everybody's yeah. calling in sick yeah. on Friday because uh, yeah. over the day is always on Thursday, mm-hmm. yeah. pretty much. But, uh, but then I always take Thursday. You know, when I find out on the schedule when they open the day, I'm already putting in a vacation day. Well, the reason they, well, the reason they, <laughs> they good gap Friday, it. Is, is that right? No, the is reason that, they gap okay. it is because if you got bad weather on Thursday, you can still do it on a Friday. So that's why they do the open the day. Okay. So right. that, that's why you always have the day off. Uh, the between, Tigers. Yeah, yeah they between do. That, You're right. Yep. Front, yep. That Thursday, exactly Saturday, right. Yeah, Sunday okay, game. Gotcha, so gotcha, that's, gotcha. that's why they do that. Baseball guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this week in sports. Here's what we got, man. Here's what we got. Y'all, y'all chime in on this. So in April 1943, the NFL made helmets mandatory. The last NFL player to play without a helmet was Dick Plasman in 1940. How about that, man? <laughs> Helmets were mandatory in 1946. Almost of 1943 almost doesn't seem like that that long ago. Uh, but prior to that, guys was wearing uh just out there baseball just, caps. just just baseball caps. <laughs> caps to the back. Right, right, so right. So it wasn't even a leather helmet? No. Nah, no. Nah, nah. nah. This was this yeah. was this was they they became mandatory. So obviously guys did it a little bit before then, but uh, helmets, helmets mandatory in 1943. Now we got CTE. And yeah, I was just not having much in the what, what, what was the chances of those guys probably having the same uh, brain disease back then? But of course, we didn't know anything about CTE. They probably so you don't know you have CTE until you're dead. <laughs> pretty much. They don't, pretty much. you know, until you, until you die. Yeah. But you have symptoms. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Junior Seau. Rest in peace, Dave, Dave Durison. Those guys uh, show early signs of uh, CTE, and uh, I think they both of them end up taking their own life. I know say I did, say I did, yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I got a, a real close friend of mine. I don't want to put his business out there, but he think his son 
uh, has CTE oh, wow. already. Wow, yeah. wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And you say there's no way to really check that until Until you did, until after you, yeah. But you will have early onset some signs. I think Tony Dorr said this one that has said that he has early onset of CTE and uh, some other uh, old timers that played the game a long time. It's so, a uh, violent yeah, game, man. We love to game. watch it every Sunday, Thursday, and Monday, man. But it is a violent game. Uh, and, you know, hats off to the NFL for doing what they can now uh, with all the pressure uh, that was put on them uh, by the families of a lot of guys that you just named and from, you know, youth youth sports where, you know, mm-hmm. parents were mm-hmm. experiencing uh, uh, some issues with their kids playing the sport and just really drawing attention to the issue. Um, you know, we can name about 20 guys. Um, uh, who have experienced um, issues with CTE, but it's good that um, you know they're trying to do something about it now. Uh, and even the helmets now in practice uh, got mm-hmm. like the, the, the shell to yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Even yeah. in seven on seven, they wearing shells. Yep. Because uh, I know when my son played, they didn't have that, and that was really like seven eight years ago. So now they had the shells protect the young fellas. Uh, and to your point about CTE not being discovered until a person dies, when they can really do a brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, analysis of the brain, um, you know, give them some time. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, technology moves fast. Medicine moves fast. You know, we've seen it. Uh, and so, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. Our guest today, LaToya Henry. <laughs> Public relations specialist and overall sports enthusiast. I- I am, and I'm happy to be here. I'm like, somebody's going to let me come and talk about sports? Yes, <laughs> yes. We, We've been yes. looking for a young lady. You know, we've been looking for a young lady, particularly, you know, that's, you know, sports-minded. We've been saying that. We've been on a little bit over a year now. Yeah, and yeah. We said, man, we, we got to get a young lady on here, man. We got to, you know, we have some guys on here. We do the show a lot by ourselves, but... Uh, we're glad to have you here, Miss Henry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And just to tell you about how opening day is so important in Detroit, as a public relations specialist, you know it's a no-no to plan any media drops, press releases, announcements on opening day, because you're not going to get any media coverage. Wow. They are all at opening uh, day. Everybody's yeah. You're <laughs> not. The, it has to be a super-duper like breaking news story that you should be putting out if it's happening on opening day. Otherwise, you have just wasted your time. Wow. So, yeah, that's how big well, opening day is here. Well, all the newsmakers were right by that FIFA. <laughs> Baku, <laughs> that great goose yeah. that you saw. There. I mean, they were all there. So if, if anything was going down, it was going to go down right there at opening I day. I mean, you see, like, Channel 4 started at 4.30 in the morning. Like, wow. with their, like they were already outside of Comerica Park. So, yeah, they... That's their day too. They mm. love it. Pace, pace yourself. Yes. 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 Well, Latoya, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you from? Schools you attended? I give us am. A, give, give our audience a little bit about yourself. I know you. Sure. Mm. But let's talk. Let's uh, uh, get our audience to know you. I am a native Detroiter, uh, born and raised here. Uh, a mixture of schools. I started off, uh, and at the time it was DPS. Uh, William H. Higginbotham Elementary School, yeah, Northwest Side. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then about at the end of third grade, uh, my dad transitioned me to Catholic school. So I went to presentation Our Lady of Victory. Uh, and then for high school, he only gave me three choices. Renaissance, 
Bishop Borges, when my second older sister went, or Lutheran West, and I was like, I am done with these religious-based schools. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pass this test and get it <laughs> Because I am over um, it. But um, my love for sports actually started because I'm the youngest of five. I have two older brothers and two older sisters. And both of my older brothers did sports. My sisters did cheerleading. And mm -hmm. I always had to be with somebody. somebody. Yeah. So <laughs> um, in addition to my father's a retired uh, police officer, and he coached a pal baseball team. So I was always at somebody's practice, whether it was my brother's football practice, uh, swim practice, my sister's cheerleading going to those long baseball practices mm -hmm. uh, with my dad. So I was always there. So I was just like, well, I might as well pay attention and Absolutely. figure out what's going on since I have to be here. Um, and so, yeah, so although I wasn't running the laps with the, <laughs> 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 but I was, um, I was very observant. And then it just, um, it's just natural. We have a, a sports family, my uncles, um, even with my aunts and like sisters and stuff, they may not be as into it as I am, but everybody has at least some level knowledge of what's going on. So, mm -hmm. um, so yes, but big, big, super duper uh, sports fans. Um, even though when I went to Renaissance, the Renaissance kids don't realize how spoiled they are now. They have mm -hmm. a football team. When I was there, there was no football team. We had basketball. Yes, because we didn't even have a homecoming. We had a spirit dance. So we didn't even. <laughs> you know, just to show you, Renaissance. I was at Renaissance from 1990 to 1994. There was no. Football when did they get football? I think they got it two years after I graduated, after you, okay, so like okay, 1996. Okay. That's a good coach when they got one. So yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. but we mm -hmm. had no mm -hmm. and. Our shout out to the ladies. Our women's basketball team was great. Our boys, mm -hmm. yes. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I hate I hate yeah, to bring this up. Now, I hate to bring this uh, up, but you know that other school on Out of Drive, uh, Renaissance, right? Uh, the one I went to, Benedictine. Uh -huh. We had our way uh, down the street <laughs> pretty much every year that I played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, one of my fondest memories at Renaissance was it was our, it was my freshman year, and Southwestern was coming to play against the boys. The gym was packed. We knew they were going to lose. I'm sorry. I love y'all. Well, we knew they were going to lose. But that was we one also, of Jay Rose's team. Jalen and Vashon. Uh -huh. We knew they were coming, and to cap it off right before the buzzer at halftime. I kid you not, Jalen was three-fourths away down the court. And he made the basket. And it was like over. It was pandemonium. Right, right. So, <laughs> you never got to see anything uh, like that. But for undergrad, um, I went to the University of Michigan in an hour. But my father believes that I partly went there because of the Fab Five. I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. <laughs> That's why I went <laughs> to the University of Michigan. But I went there for four years. And then I did my grad school at uh, Florida A&M University. Um, undergrad was English, uh, graduate school was broadcast mm -hmm. journalism at FAMU. So I, awesome, like how, I like how you went to the PWI or, and the HBCU. And or it, it could have been vice versa, but you got the best of both worlds. I did. I got a mm -hmm. great experience. And I did the same thing. It's so funny because, um, you know, Florida State, they say it's like directly across the street from FAMU, and it's just like one road. But like sports in the South, is totally, totally different. different. It is, it is. The high school, like, they literally are Friday night lights. Like, the high school games, mm -hmm. 
Friday, college is Saturday, and then it's professional on Sunday. So it's just like a all the, the time thing. In my apartment, my first year in grad school was literally like right in the back of uh, Dope Stadium, mm-hmm. so I could hear them chanting. I was like, "Oh my gosh, when can I get a Michigan game?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> because they were. I mean, it was yes, it just. And I was there at the time, at the height of Peter Ward, so it mm-hmm. was just, yeah, it was always. A oh wow! Going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yes. So listen, it is befitting uh, that we have Latoya here with us, who is a, a PR. Uh, specialist, mm-hmm. uh, considering com- what we experienced uh, with the women's NCAA tournament. Uh, we're going to take a deep dive into that uh, and really talk about, I guess you could say, all the the the, the, the different storylines mm-hmm. that really came out of last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to dive into the Angel Reese uh, and Caitlin um, uh, Clark uh, comparison and, 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 and contrast, uh, and then really dive into like, what does this really mean for women's sports? What does this mean for women? Uh, what does this mean for black girls, black women who are competing in sports each and every day? And what better person to have uh, than one, a black woman, uh, and then two, somebody who's really uh, uh, has her ear to the streets when it comes to how these messages are, are being placed mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, in, in the media. So, Latoya, when you saw the game, uh, what were your thoughts? What are your thoughts about, first of all, the, the women's NCAA tournament from beginning to end? Because uh, it was a magnificent tournament, um, Final Four, all yeah. the way to the championship game. But what were your, what were your thoughts about uh, the game, the championship game, in and of itself? So, the, so one, um, everyone had already thought that, uh, South, South Carolina, Carolina was going to be there, right? Guilty. Right. And I, am, I am too. I, I am right. a self because right. I'm a big Don Staley oh, fan. I love and if I could just back it up just a little bit, even before we get to, to the championship game. So I, I love Twitter. I do Twitter a lot. Twitter's fast time news, it moves. Mm-hmm. So I like that it's like that. And so if you notice or pay attention, even during the season, when South Carolina was consistently in number one, when SportsCenter or other sports outlets, when they would post the rankings, they would say things like South Carolina still number one, but they would have a picture of Caitlin Clark. Yep. Right. Yep. And yep. so you already, I already could pick up on the vibe that was there. I'm going <laughs> to go back even to last year when Nas Hamilton was still playing at Michigan. There was a game. The women from Michigan beat Iowa. Nas had an outstanding game. Mm-hmm. They focused on Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Iowa mm-hmm. lost that game. Mm-hmm. So you already could see how those narratives mm. are forming. Aaliyah Boston was the player of the year last year. Mm-hmm. They won last year. She in no way got the type of coverage mm-hmm. that Caitlin has received. So you know, so it's not Caitlin doesn't control the media. But you see the you could already see the biases that were forming. So I knew, I knew as we were heading into it, and then as the um, when um, Aaliyah did the the press conference after they lost, and she said she made the statement of the way that we are described as a team, mm-hmm. it allowed for the refs to they played us just as hard, and if you want to say we play dirty, just as dirty, but 
they weren't going to get filed or taxed as much as we are because now people think it's acceptable because you have all of these other people who've already um, framed them in this light. So you have all of this stuff leading up to the championship game. And I've, I've watched LSU play um, because I watched them before um, before the, the we got to the tourney and then when they were in the tourney in particular because they beat Michigan. But I've watched the ladies <laughs> play. And even before with Angel Reese because it was the one play that kept making the rounds on Center, and she was able to – she didn't dunk the ball, but she got the basket in. Her shoe came off and she stood over the girl and then people were and like – Right, yeah. And yes. they were like, oh, that's not – you know, she shouldn't be like that. I'm like, she's, com- she's competing. She's competitive. Mm-hmm. She's in the moment. Like, she's not thinking, oh, I should do this ladylike. Like, whatever – that means ladylike. So you could just see all of those narratives building. So when you get to this moment, right, because everybody has just about in the media, they've crowned Caitlin. They've they've made her this savior for women's basketball sports. And they just totally, in my opinion, rolled off LSU. Like they just, they, it was almost as if like, yeah, well, it's just a foregone conclusion and we are going to, we can't wait for this moment to happen that it's going to be Iowa. And because they play the way that we like, and we're going to, and she's just, oh, she's the way she makes all of those shots. And again, it's nothing against her play. It's just the, the whole narrative and the story. So then you have, which LSU is a mixture, right? Because you have the young ladies and they got everything together. And I love it. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. Play with the lashes. Play with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can do all of that. Right. And then, and, Gigi, yeah. And so, yes, you have Malky who dresses her way. Malky gets a sidebar, though. I'm going to talk about her later. Okay. But <laughs> but you have, so you have this team that seems to be discounted, and everybody else got the message except for them. And that's why immediately after the game, that was my first post. Y'all have crowned this girl, but didn't nobody ask the ladies from LSU yeah. If yeah. that's the way that it was going to go, and I knew when I saw Angel do the do the you can't see me, mm-hmm. when I saw her do that, I knew what I said. They're not. I said this is about to blow up. Yeah. I said it's gonna blow up on social yeah. media because they're gonna make it a big deal because they're gonna say she's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I said if you've been paying attention, they've all, several of them have been doing it. So it's it wasn't just her and everybody who's about to get a ring. They do the same yeah. gesture. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It just, and I knew it, and I was like, I hope that um, this does not get beyond them, and this doesn't detract from what they are doing, but I knew it was going to be framed in a different way, because that's what happened. We aren't, and when I say we, um, black people, and a lot, in particular, black women, we aren't allowed to be expressive to show our emotions That's right. to is right. we always get framed in a different way. You know, it's the simple as the, you know, the white quarterbacks are smart. Mm-hmm. The black quarterbacks are just athletic. athletic. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, it's always those tropes and those narratives. And so it's never, we never get credit for the physical attributes and the mind part. So I knew it was coming, um, but I'm glad that, um, they stayed true to themselves, mm-hmm. and I'm glad, even though they didn't need the permission, that Caitlin was like, "This is part of the game." Mm-hmm. Yep. 
she shoots the ball the the pace and the speed that she plays her vision on the court i don't want to take anything away from what she has done and the run she's been on this isn't new for her 26 27 27 points a game since she's been in college basketball and we're we're gonna have a treat it's gonna be a treat to watch her and to watch angel reese play again next year next year one Shout out to my girl Raina Harmon, who's on the bench uh, at Iowa. Uh, my my my, my uh, assistant coach at, at King. She and I were assistants with Winfield at King. She went to King, played uh, outstanding job. She's done. Two. What what we what we saw last weekend? Had those been men, we wouldn't be having this conversation at all. Without a doubt, we wouldn't we would have this conversation, this conversation at all. Some of the things that are said in a men's game and done in a men's game <laughs> supersede what what Angel Reese did last weekend. Two, three, 
Let's give my boy Tony Yayo some love because yes. he's the one <laughs> that started this. Yeah. He started that. Yeah, he John that. Cena took it from him. So once again, once again, our culture, our culture is being kidnapped <laughs> by folks who don't look like us, and they're adopting it. And now people are calling this the John Cena. No, this is the Tony Yayo. Uh, he's the first person that I saw do it, and John Cena even 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 admitted mm-hmm. that he got it. From Tony Yayo. Yeah. I want to go into to, to another piece of this um, and <clears throat> trying to figure out how to how to how to work, how to sort of frame this question. Both Aaliyah Boston and Angel Reese um, on the podium when they were interviewed sort of talked about how they have been painted. They have been attacked in media. They have been. um, um you know, you know, really talked about uh, for the way that they play the game, for the way that they their appearance and all this the, these sorts of things. Talk a bit about how difficult it is, particularly when these women are stars already, millions of followers on Instagram, yeah. uh, and people see them and they know them. But now they're on a national stage where other folks who aren't on social media don't get to see this. And how difficult it is to be a student athlete, to be an accomplished athlete, but also be mindful. Because you said this. She knew what she was doing. To be mindful of how the media is painting this and playing this. And I think it really struck home with Aaliyah when the year that they lost and she started crying. Mm-hmm. And they kept, they kept playing it over playing it. and over and over. And she was not allowed to be human and have that. She lost. She was upset. She mm-hmm. lost. Championship. What, and, if she didn't get the put back or something. I, right. I she, missed, she, missed she missed a little put. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so Easy she bucket. Right. That's she make every day. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and she talked about that, how it just, I mean, she saw it everywhere. And they just kept doing it over and over. So much so that. When um, Cook, this year, when she was upset at the end, they instantly huddled around her to block. So, to block. Yeah, so yeah. That, and she said, yep. I was not going to let what happened to me happen, happen to, to her. her. Yep. Mm-hmm, and yep. whether people want to admit, they're still young. Mm-hmm. They are young. Like you said, student athletes. And this, again, I talk about the grace. Like we don't want to, some people don't want to give them that grace and let them have the mo- that moment. And so, they are, um, they have to, we have to have another level of consciousness, right? We always have to have it. When I say we, black people, we have to have another mm-hmm. level of consciousness. We always um, have to be aware of the double, sometimes triple standards mm-hmm. that you are going to face. And so um, that's a lot of pressure because the average person might not be able to handle that. So imagine there's always that, and you know what comes, they know the territory that comes with it, right? They they are they have a goal. Uh, these are their aspirations, but it still doesn't mean that they they aren't gonna have these real human moments, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's the um, if you it, it's the same with Angel when she spoke at the, she said all year, you know, all year I've been called names, ghetto, I'm too hood, and so she just said, and I'm just gonna be me. I'm gonna speak my truth to power, and so. That is great, and I hope that she has that continues to be um, reinforced for her and reinforced with her. 
because as you see, things can change. All I got to say is Shakari Richardson. Shakari Richardson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, in a second. It's, in a, it's, in you, a have to, second. And you have to tell. I hope that they have a good team around them because you have to understand you will get built up. But it's once it, somebody is waiting for that moment to mm-hmm. help pull you down because they want to humble you mm-hmm. um, and make sure that you remember uh, your place or where they think is your space. Little black girl stay in your place. Right. And we're going to show you. I'm going right. to ask you a question. Do you think she would have had the same freedom at Maryland? I think that's probably why she left. Because she couldn't open up? She, I think I think so. Okay. And I had said to someone, too, that um, – that's why I did. I, I said this is gonna get blown out the water. I said people are gonna forget she played in Maryland for two years. Mm. Maryland plays Iowa. Iowa. They gonna twice play every year. Every year. So yeah, twice this right. is not her. Yeah. Like oh, they, she they just, know each other. They know each other. Right. 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 Exactly. They've been doing this. They've been doing this. Right. 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 Ain't nothing new. That's what I said. People forget that we we become prisoners of the moment and. We, we really, it was a lot. First of all, it was great. Nine million people watched the game at the height, 12 million. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole yeah. nother audience, a whole nother level. Uh, but you you get a lot of people who just knee-jerk reactions and react and don't even know. I mean, what's, uh, what's my man, Keith Oberman? Oh, he man. He jumped out in the street. He jumped out in the street. Michael Irvin, he'd have been fired. <laughs> yeah. He, he jumped out in the street. He was a black yep. man. Yep. We're we, we going to get to what, what he said, but what I want to say is I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with the way that those women handled themselves mm-hmm. uh, throughout this controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that th- that team uh, is filled with personality. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got my girl, Flaugé Johnson, right. uh, who's, a, who's a rapper. Yeah, got, she was on uh, she was on, on that, uh, the oh, rap game. The yes, she was on the yes, rap yes, game. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Father Pass. Uh, and you know, years ago, I guess, and you know, she, you know, she's she she decided she's gonna be a rapper and a basketball, a basketball player, player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's doing it now. Um, but what I'm most impressed about too is their ability to hold each other accountable. Yes, they talked about that in interviews. How you know when Flaugé first came, she was you know was kind of you know showing herself a little bit, feeling mm-hmm. herself too, a little too much, and Angel had to pull her aside, and I'm sure some other. Veterans pull aside and say, hey, you know, we got a bigger goal here. You know, you got to fall in line with what we're doing. Um, you know, there's a, there's a hierarchy in this space. Mm-hmm. That's women's basketball. Yep. It's not just men's basketball. You know, we hear the stories about Kobe and Mike and those guys really, you know, controlling that locker room. Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas controlling the locker room and holding people accountable. But that's also in women's sports as well. And I don't think women get enough credit for being competitors as much, if not more so, than men. And I think this is probably the best thing to happen to women's basketball because it sheds a light and it starts the conversation. And now, hopefully, we start to see things sort of being more more equitable uh, yeah. across the board. Right. Mm-hmm. It trickles to the WNBA. Because she you said, saw the you saw the she today. Said, she she said, she said I'm she not going even I'm go not, pro. She <laughs> said I'm not leaving. Right. Like, I'm not in a rush. She said I'm actually making more more money, now more now yeah. than I'm probably gonna make in the WNBA, yep. which she is, is crazy. Yeah, that NIL money a little bit. I think I think she should have held that statement back a little bit. Well, it's true. It's true. The young lady been on Good Morning America. They the pivot got her real quick. They they put her and old girl. 
real quick. Fast. It wasn't there two days. They were, she was on the pivot. She was on the pivot. But I like that. And look. Because she came. They got her. That yeah. Three, bra- three brothers. I saw her. I, I, I was on her Instagram page right when she made the final. They made the final four. And I just saw, you know, I mean, they, they ready for this moment. I'm like, so I was just checking to see what their followers are like. I think she was about 400, 500,000. She's over a million now, almost 2 million followers mm-hmm. since the championship game. That's money. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's money. Yeah. yeah. That's influence. Yep. Yeah. That's power now. You know what I mean? And so it's not, not, now they're moving in a direction that I think people are starting to pay attention. I want to get to Jill Biden and them not going, you know, talking about not going to the White House. What are your thoughts uh, about her initial statement saying that, you know, hey, we're not going to go to the White House. And then Jill Biden's statement about, oh, both teams played so fantastically. You lost by they 20. Should, they should all go. They should both okay. go to the White House. My thought is Jill has, 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 has now uh, drank the Kool-Aid of misogyny. And basically saying, oh, the little girls play well. They both, they both, both teams need to go. And not, the, the competitive nature is just not sinking in for her. And she's sort of poo-pooing what just happened on the floor. Mm-hmm. You would never ask Mm-mm. the losing team from some to dudes to right. come to the White House. Right, exactly. <laughs> you don't. And so it was, it was like, um, one, she, she spoke before she should have, right? Yeah. And so it was it was a like, oh yes, let's we want all the girls to play nice in the sandbox, right? Yep. And I'm sure that the White House comms team was like, what's happening? Why? Because now it's becoming a story, right? Because she has made this statement. And so that's not how it goes. And so if you notice uh, about a day and a half afterwards, they said no, no, she doesn't even get to make that decision <laughs> and that it will be just like the men's winner. It right. will be the the women's winner. So they, they tried to hurry up and they start to... They jumped on that right away. Right, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's clean this up. <laughs> and so, right, yes. And so it was like, yeah, yeah, oh no, like, right. And so uh, it was definitely um, a, a spoken out of turn uh, moment. But also too, like you said, it just was the, like, it, it's the... Also, too, the view that you have of women's sports, like no, like if both uh, both right. the runners up not going for the men, now why would the runners up go for the women? So, like no, like this is if you're trying to do this to shine a light on women's sports, then one of the things you want to do is have a level playing field. So you're not going to want to have, uh, yeah, we're gonna have Iowa come too. And yes, it just took a turn. So yeah, they, I'm sure they were sweating like we got to clean like this. Said, okay, we're going to see Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see Barack and Michelle. Yeah, and so yeah, this we good. is we but good. now you know it. See, but this is when I started to get worried cuz I was like, okay. Here we go again. So, right, I'm like right. somebody going to have to like because Yeah, be the bigger person. Right. And not only that, but people get Real interesting when you start to like with politics and That's those kind of things, right? Yeah, and so yeah. it is. And Still I Louisiana. Was like, it's Louisiana. Right, it's Louisiana. And I was like, somebody's gonna get in the ear. Um, I said, so this is gonna be interesting how it's cleaned up because one, somebody's gonna say, well, no, you can't go see the Obamas because then 
everybody's going to be worried that that's going to set a precedent because all the black athletes going to be, be like, right. well, <laughs> yes, we <laughs> going. <laughs> we want to go with right. Rock and Michelle. We going to exactly. wait to, exactly. you know. So, so that, so, so that, that, because you, you mentioned Kim Mulkey earlier. Yes. And, and, and I want to jump into that for a half a second. You're aware of some comments that Kim Mulkey made some years ago about Brittany Griner and, yes. and, and her lack of support, I would imagine, yes. of, of Brittany Griner coming out when she was at Baylor. Yep. Um, so, so I want you to touch on that, mm. but I also want you to touch on, and, and you're starting to go down this route, of like how politics plays a role in sports. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I don't know Kim Mulkey personally, but I know she's from Louisiana. I know, uh, you know, she's a white woman. And I, I would, I would venture it, because of her comments uh, about Brittany Griner, uh, I would venture to say uh, that she and I probably don't vote the same. I'm just gonna say that mm-hmm. yes. she and I don't probably, probably mm-hmm. don't vote the same. Talk a bit about how politics plays a role in sports, and then Kim Mulkey and her position uh, about Brittany Griner when Brittany Griner came out at Baylor. For those who don't know, Kim Mulkey used to be the coach at Baylor mm-hmm. women. One national championship. Three, I think she got, got three. Three, got three, three at Baylor. Three, three at Baylor. Two at Baylor. Three two, at Baylor. Two or three. Two yeah. or three at Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Basketball um, Hall of Famer. She's all in. One yeah. of the few white yeah. players at La Tech mm-hmm. yeah. when she played. She was point guard Miller there. And Beach, McGee. That's right. Beecher Miller and Big, and Big Pam McGee. Yeah, back in the eighties. Back in the eighties. Yeah. So she's got some experience or whatever. But but talk a bit about politics and sports, and then also Kim Mulkey's uh, role in all of this. So people always have to remember whether people are like, oh, I'm not political. No, the personal is always political. Mm. You always have to remember that because you're whatever you are about, whatever you believe in, it is political. You can't escape it. I just, I'm sorry. You just, you can't escape it. And so, um, Mulkey, um, wanted Griner to, um, do a kind of don't ask, don't tell. Right. So, that's fine if that's the way that you are, but do you really have to let other people know? Because I don't want us to, I don't want this to be talked about, right? I um, want your talent. Yep. But I don't want your cause. Right. Mm. Right. <laughs> and then people had right. kind of forgot about that happening at Baylor until the situation happened with her being held captive. Mm-hmm. And so you had other people, NBA making statements. Other uh, college coaches, women coaches, man, everybody's making statements, and she had yet to say anything about her very own player that helped her win those championships. So she was asked, and she said, "I haven't said anything, and stop looking for me to say anything because I'm not gonna say anything." Mm. And so a lot of people were who, like I said, weren't aware. They were taken aback, like, "Well, how could you not say anything?" And support, like this is somebody that helped you get to where you are. Um, and so, yes, I too feel uh, like, um, as my one friend said, this is difficult for me because I want to support the girls, but I feel like I'm supporting that MAGA coach. <laughs> 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 but then somebody, you know, it was reports of the Iowa fans saying not so nice things in the crowd, so they said, well, my other side is like, but do I support 
the Iowa team has got probably some yeah. MAGA fans. So yeah. it was like, a, yeah. and I said, yeah, I'm just going for the girls. I'm a supporter. <laughs> I mean, you know, and yeah. so, but it's, but you, you do have to, to realize that. And so that was my concern about those young ladies because I don't think that, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think that Mulkey would have had an issue if they'd have been like, no coach, we don't want to go. They, she, I think she would have been just fine with them not going to the to the bite. Oh, yeah. you think so? I, 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 I do. You, I see what you're saying. But, but here, here's here's what I here's what I think I know about folks like that. They consider themselves patriotic. Very. Yeah. Probably. Going to the White House to see the president when you win the national championship is historic in and of itself. You don't win this thing every year. And I don't know. I don't know that Mulkey would have been fine with not going. I think she would have still wanted to go. Um, but I don't necessarily think that she's in total agreement um, with what the White House and the folks in the White House right now stand for. Right. So, and I see that now um, they're going, and Angel mm-hmm. is going. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did, and so she has. Um, she expressed herself very clearly about why she initially you know mm-hmm. made the statement oh, absolutely. and it's perfectly fine yes go yeah. you have the right to to change your mind but politics and sports is everything right mm-hmm. it just it it shows you it's you know sports brings people together um but you also too you know things can flip in an instant and you can quickly be reminded about how i mean the championship game was the perfect example so many people were watching. So it was like, oh, it's great for women's sports and everybody's watching. And then as soon as that incident happened, it was like, yep, it's to America. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 real quick before we, we move on. Uh, I, I, and I know this might, uh, it might be one of your pet peeves, but I've been to the White House. I met the Obamas. Well, my son did. <laughs> my son played football at Ohio State. They oh, won a national championship his freshman year. But to your point, being historic, I have a picture. He in the picture behind Obama. Urban yeah. Meyer. And every time I want to talk about that, there he go right there. You see that look? He right there. Uh-huh. So uh, to your point about it being historic, it is historic. It's something that I, for my rest of my life, and I'm pretty sure for Damon, the rest of his life, he he's been there. Mm-hmm. He's met the president of the United States. Yeah. Shake his hand. Uh, something I'll probably never do. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that uh, Angel and the girls are going. Uh, they deserve it. Uh, they deserve to be a part of history. And uh, this is something that's going to be in the history books for a young black girl in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Angel Reese said it the other day. She said, you know, to the, all the young black girls, you know. Live your life. Don't be ashamed. You know, right. do what you right. got to do. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why. Be you. Be you. Yep. That's what she said. And mm-hmm. I, I might need to write that down before she gets to it. Look, you know, my, my, yeah. my thing on the sports thing, you know, I've always, and in my level of sports, I've always been able to separate the politics from the game. I feel a Jerry Jones apology coming. Well, no. <laughs> Jerry Jones. No, well, I was, I was, I was similar because, you know, I love Tom Brady forever. And I was like, I don't care he had that hat in the locker. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so, I mean, because, you know, I, play, I played on some teams where, you know, uh, well, at Tennessee State, you know, my roommate, you know, white white kid. And, uh, you know, we had differences. And, he, and at Tennessee State, he was the minority 
in that mm. in that instance. But so he had to kind of confirm, kind of conform to us a little bit more. But even after that, when I played on, you know, whether it be softball or, you know, in bowling tournaments with uh, guys, I, actually I've stepped out of a bowling tournament with a guy because I know he's, I've, I've seen his political post. So and I so I know the backstory on how you really feel about me. Mm. But I've I've been in situations with him where I bowled. And I've, I've been able to separate the two. Like, we're going to bowl and we're going to have fun now. But I know once we leave here, I know where you stand mm-hmm. and I don't stand over there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, you know, I, it, it's, hurt, I'm, it's hurtful to know that politics engages in sports as, as it does. Because that used to be the melting pot. Like, no matter what your differences are, for these three hours, you know, we're teammates. For these three hours now, what you do after that, you go do it, and it, I mean it's it's, it's kind of hurtful for me to see that, but I mean, but that's the way it is. It, it flipped, and we kind of I kind of know why it flipped. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some people in office for just only four years, and <laughs> we would love to get back. That it flipped yeah. the game a little bit, mm-hmm. and and gave some courage to some you know people to stand out there and say, hey, this is what it is. But um, but it, I, it's kind of hurtful for me. But I think yeah. it's the it's the best place to address political and social justice issues. I think the playing surface when where we can all agree that we're coming together for one common goal mm-hmm. is to win this game, win this match, be successful, uh, feed our families, wh- whatever the case may be, and that we can come together on that, but still have these other differences politically, but also set that aside for this common goal, I think that sports becomes one of the perfect places Mm. to really address many of those issues. Secondly, athletes have a way of like not letting what happens in one arena affect what happens in the other arena. Mm -hmm. You think everybody on the Bulls were happy and excited about Michael Jordan and Pippen and all that. There was differences in that locker room. Mm -hmm. Same with the Pistons. Same with any dynasty, the Lakers. Same with any dynasty in sports, the the Yankees. You think they kicked it like that? So so people were able to sort of figure out how to come together. And sports is a melting that's what, pot. That's what sports does. Yeah. That's what it does. It and I, I've been teammates with Republicans. Some of my teammates in college, I'm sure, voted for Donald Trump. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. But I, if I picked up the phone right now and called them, we're going to go right back. To, to, to those days mm-hmm. at, at, at mm-hmm. St. Francis and we're going to kick it and we're going to laugh and we're going to have a great time. And anything I ever need, I know they're going to be there for me and I'm going to be there for them as well. So there is a way yep. that sports kind of sifts through some of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm still going to believe what I believe and stand for what I stand exactly. for. And I know what I can, you know, right. d- depend on and, 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 and I can. But I think this is the perfect arena for those conversations to be had. And you, you've been in the locker room. We've all been in the locker room. We know all the stuff that's going on in that mm-hmm. locker room, stuff that's being said. Mm-hmm. We say with our peace. When we walk out of there, we one, we one group. We one team. And I think at the end of the day, and then uh, we let Miss Henry close us out and, and all of that, but I think at the end of the day, when you are a sports fanatic or you love sports or you got a certain team that you love, when they win, I don't care what happened that day, I had a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. might have a terrible day coming up to Sunday at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. But Sunday three o'clock, Lions win. You know, 
know what? Jay, what's so bad? Yes. What's so bad? Yes. What's so bad? Yes. What's yes. so bad? Yes. So yes, um, but you're you're right, and it is. I mean, it's the. I always. I'm sorry, I pick on them, but the Bosa brothers, right? <laughs> <laughs> but their teammates love them love because them. they right. Mm-hmm. So, but you know that they've made some. They've said some questionable things and said so. But I see. I you. I always pay attention to that too. Like, look at how their their teammates respond to them. And like you said, for that three or four hours, they are what's that? One band, one sound. One sound. <laughs> That's right. Yep. So they are, you know, together, and it does provide the opportunity. It's it's the same thing. I know. I know that everybody that I'm on social media with or people I deal with in day-to-day life, we don't all all agree. We're not all the same. Um, but there are some common threads. And I do have some people that, yes, sports is a common thread. And I know on in other areas, I totally disagree with them on sure. this. But mm. there are things that well, when there's certain things that are going on, mm. yeah, in, in particular sports-related, we're all connected. So, yeah, sports is – I tell people in particular, I have, you know, they're like, oh, I'm just not into sports. Or as my one friend says, I just can't do the sports thing. I'm like, you're missing out. You just got to <laughs> <laughs> gotta give it you the chance. Give it a chance. Yeah, in some yeah. way, somehow that you can connect. I said, and so, you know, I said, no, I'm not saying you're going to, I know everybody's not going to be like me, but you know, it's always, whether you like the human interest stories, there's always a human interest story. There's always an element, whether you appreciate um, you know, I don't care what anybody says. There aren't dumb athletes because even if you you're just like, oh, they're using their physical talent. But to be able to use your physical talent mm-hmm. the way you're supposed to is not just something that's just like, oh, it's just happening just because, you know, muscle memory. No, you have to have a level of dedication and commitment and discipline. And everybody doesn't have that. So I'm always like, there's always something that you can find to like in sports. So. Yeah. And Terry Foster used to say sports is not real. I, I disagree, uh, Mr. Foster. Sports <laughs> is real. Uh, like we talked about today, when you incorporate, and once again, uh, shout out to Ms. Henry, uh, you're going to be tough to beat whatever <laughs> uh, either, whatever man we bring back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I learned, yeah. I, I've learned a lot just, just by listening to you, uh, you talk, uh, particularly politics and is you know I always you know knew about the race issue, but you know just just behind the scenes, just looking at a uh, a gesture now, I'll look at that different, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when it's between a black and a white, uh, black and white individual. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I've learned a lot today. So a couple couple quick hitters, couple quick hitters, then we gonna then we gonna go to our three one three segment and get you out of here. A couple quick hitters. Um, NIL, good or bad for college basketball or college sports? Ooh, can I be in between? Because I like that the athletes, student athletes aren't starving. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that. And so they are they are performing a service. They are giving their time and no a scholarship. I know people say, get a scholarship. That's not that's not just enough. That's not enough for the average student. Um, however, uh, when you see things like the one young man who thought he was gonna get however many the 13, millions, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. then so so yeah, so in some instances it's out of control, um, but I am in favor of them having the nil. So like I said, it's like a, ooh, can I can I be half and half? Cause I'm half and half on it. So 
Yeah. Another quick hitter. Uh, who wins a title next? Um, Tigers, Lions, Pistons, Red Wings, U of M football, basketball, Michigan oh. State football, basketball. <laughs> who wins a title next? Mm. U of M football. That's what's going to be my first easiest answer. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I mean, I can't see I it. Can't see but it. I can't see it. In the playoffs. Yeah, I can see that. Well, this has been outstanding. We have gone over time. Now we got to pay our producers a little extra extra money now that we know we don't went over time. Almost an hour. This this has been fantastic. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you, love. It's going to be hard to beat. Hard to beat. Hard, hard to, to beat. beat. Hard to thank beat. you. Back. Thank you. Thank you. Hard to bring you back. So much more to touch on. <laughs> uh, but before we let you out of here, we got to hit you with our three, one, three segment. Yep. Jess, hey. on you. Well, you mentioned the Fab Five earlier. Yes. Whether you went there or not because of them. <laughs> I got to ask this, though. Your top three University of Michigan basketball players all time. Oh, uh, that's easy. Chris Webber, totally biased. Yep. We got Webber. We have Webber. Um, Glenn Rice. Okay. Um, and then for Ooh, this was tough. This, this is here. a tough one. This number tough three one. because because you leaving number four out. Whoever this is <laughs> because I think so. Mm. Mm. This one is tough. Because, Somebody gonna be mad. Yes, because I think so. Some people are important glue pieces, and you can tell when they're not there, mm -hmm. they're missing. And this one, I bet you nobody's gonna expect me to say this one, but um, Michael Talley. Nope, not Michael Talley, because he the reason why Chris Webber. Time out. Time out. Time out. Okay. It's um. Uh, I'm going to say his name wrong because he has a, a Muslim name. He was on the 2013 team, and he was such the glue. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. I, um, I'm going to say it wrong. I see it. It's right in front of me. That would be my top three person. I'm going to – I'm about to look up the names so I can pronounce No, Jalen. Okay, so Jalen was four. And let me – I was getting to <laughs> – he said top three so Jalen was four and if he if there's no disrespect when Jalen was four <laughs> <laughs> so yes those will be my my top three so for your we 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 gonna, we gonna excuse you for that so when you come back you're gonna have to fix that up okay, okay. uh so your so for your one you gotta pick one okay as a PR person who would you rather work their case or situation Rudy Gobert or Ja Morant? Oh, Ja Morant. I'm not fooling with Rudy. Rudy came. <laughs> Rudy pushed his own player the other day. Rudy came and he did not take COVID seriously. He was touching mics and all that. Mm -hmm. No, I do not have time for Rudy. Ja is, ja is easy fix. All right. So, ja okay, just we young. Got ja he just one. needs a, he just, he got to get, Ja's just young. That's an easy fix. And Pist you, pistols and, and, and strip and clubs, you're, you're good. Guy, <laughs> yeah. Pistols, pistols, strip yeah. clubs, and uh, threatening people at, at shoe stores. Yeah, you good it's with just, that? I'm good. That's I'm trying to tell you that to me that's an easy fix. But he gave you. Guy, I grew up with people like that, so it's. He gave you guy Jalen an interview though, so he gave you number four guy. He did. Interview. He did. So this 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 is the last one of the three one three. I was gonna ask you something about some Detroit Tigers, but since we on the Michigan thing, your top three Michigan football players. Oh my top three Michigan football players. Okay, so 
One, this is actually how I started watching Michigan football. Derek Alexander. DA. Benedictine yes. grad. Mm-hmm. Derek Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, two is Charles Woodson. Oh, Woody. Woody. Yep. And then number three. Uh-oh. See, this is the third one that <laughs> always get me because it's so many. But um, I'm probably going to see. I'm like, this is you got so, uh, go, go Ty Wheatley up in there. So, well, ain't they head coach? No Tom Brady. Let me, t- let me say, see. Right, no Brady. So, no, because yeah. let me say what, because you said, so it was, Tom was different at Michigan. And it's not, because honestly, like, I mean, if you look at, like, the records and the stats, it's a little bit different. So, it's no shade to Tom. But my number three is probably going to be, hmm. I want to say Desmond. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then. <laughs> <laughs> I would, so, no, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with like. The two Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah. Yep. And DA. Yep. That's a good yeah, selection. Yeah, yeah. They can't be mad at you. Well, unless, well, you, unless you're four and five. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this has been outstanding. outstanding. Oh, man, one of our best shows, man. One of, our best, one of our best shows. Tell the folks where they can find you on social media. So, um, I am, my website is lahstrategies.com, lahstrategies.com. Um, you can find me by my name um, on social media. It's all the same, Latoya Aisha Henry. L-A-T-O-Y-A-I-S-H-A-H-E-N-R-Y. Um, I'm very opinionated, so. You're going to get, <laughs> you get what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I try to do a little, little mixture of things, but yes. So um, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Um, like I said, when you sent me the text, I was like, yeah, you want me to come talk about sports? Sure, of course. <laughs> um, so no, this was a, a, a great, great, great time, great topic. And um, I did do my research, so I listened. I should have known about the basketball question. listen. We salute you, Ms. Henry. Appreciate you coming through. Thank you. Hey, you. Before, Thank you get, before we get out of here, let's give a shout out to the Sororals. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do that. We gotta do that. We gotta do that. Hanging out with your brother. Hey, we hey, appreciate it. Hey, hey, in my fat Joe voice, uh yesterday's price is not today's <laughs> price. Especially after this episode. Uh it's been another episode of the Brown Cops Bros. We are O W T. Out. Amplified eight.